what is up everybody overcast february still recording it's cold outside i got nothing better to do that's not true i got tons of better things to do no this is at the top of the priority list that's why i'm doing this a stoic should never do what they don't want to in fact any human being should never do what they don't want to as long as you know why you're alive why you want to wake up in the morning and why you want to live through today you'll be fine just don't force yourself to do stuff unless you're convinced why you should be doing it okay we're going to get right into the chapter today it's a longer chapter we're still reading your user's manual um i know i've been asked to redo the audiobook with my voice I don't feel like redoing the Audible book. You know, Jason Zenobia did a fantastic professional recording for Audible. Uh, if you've seen season four or any of the episodes of season five, any of the videos, you'll notice that I am a hack. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm an amateur. I started off last year with uh, my phone bounced on a Grogu doll. You know what I mean? I didn't even have a tripod. So uh, I'll leave the audiobooks as is. I will keep reading a chapter per episode of this book during this season. All right, here we go. Chapter five. Life is a short-term phenomenon. The Apollo space program, a technological marvel by any measure, brought men to the moon. The towering rockets sent daredevil mavericks, test pilots, turned astronauts from Earth to another celestial object in space. It was the pinnacle of human technological achievement in its time, and still is the furthest humans have traveled in space. Uh, at the time of the recording of this, February 2023, this is still accurate. I'm sure in the next few years we're going to surpass this, but hey, it is still, as of today, the furthest we've been. It was, and still is, the only feat of its kind. On July 20th, 1969, Neil Armstrong took the first step on the moon, thus meeting the challenge laid out by John F. Kennedy back in 1961 to send astronauts to the moon and back before the end of the decade. When the astronauts came back from the moon missions, they became instant celebrities. The first man to step on the moon, of course, was in a celebrity class of his own. And his quote, from his first step, is etched in the annals of time. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Neil Armstrong. Yet, even in his newfound worldwide fame, Neil Armstrong and his wife went back to live on their farm in Maryland, just as they lived before the Apollo program. In fact, they leaned even more into their farm, and being one with nature. This was surprising for most, but not for the former editor of Aviation Week magazine and a longtime friend of Neil Armstrong. Quote, You get out on the farm, you look at the mountains across the valley, which are several million years old and are going to be there through the life of the planet. You understand that you are a short-term phenomenon, like the mosquitoes that come in the spring and fall. You get a perspective on yourself. You're getting back to the fundamentals of the planet. End quote. Robert Hotz. Life, indeed, is fleeting, ephemeral, short, and impermanent. In his essays on transience, Sigmund Freud cites a conversation he had with the young poet Rilke. As they were walking through the beautiful park full of life, blooming flowers, and chirping birds, Rilke suddenly and visibly got teary-eyed. When Freud questioned his friend as to how he could be so melancholy while being surrounded by all this beauty, Rilke responded that he was sad because he realized that all this beauty, these trees, colorful flowers, 
the cheerful birds, all of this, all of this, were one day soon going to die. Death is unavoidable, inescapable, and inevitable. Quote, Man is literally split in two. He has an awareness of his own splendid uniqueness in that he sticks out of nature with a towering majesty. And yet, he goes back into the ground a few feet in order blindly and dumbly to rot and disappear forever. End quote. Ernest Becker. In the cosmic scale of things, you already know that you will be around at best for 0.0000000725% of the known life of the universe. But even amongst our species timeline, we will only be around for a minuscule portion of it. The genus Homo evolved around 2 million years ago. So of all the human species timeline, you will be around for 0.00005%. Life, your life, is a short-term phenomenon. Take a moment to think how much of your life has gone by already. Now think about how much you have left. It's not that much, both before and after. Close your eyes and ask yourself, how much is left before eternal darkness and nothingness sets in? If this hasn't caused some minor anxiety in you, then you really have not fully embraced how fleeting life is and how precious little of it you have left. If that is the case, Go back and reread the last paragraph until it does. Conversely, if you did get some anxiety from this, then you are finally ready to begin living your life, as opposed to just being alive. To truly recognize the fragility of your time here is humbling. Now, use that perspective to identify what is truly important and what is unimportant. With this perspective, take a moment to think of a few unimportant or trivial matters you used to stress, uh, stress over that really does not merit any of your precious time being wasted on after realizing how very little of it you actually have. A small mental exercise you can do is to imagine you knew for sure you were going to die at the end of the month. How many things you currently worry about just became unimportant in this scenario? So why would changing this expiration date to, say, one year, or ten years, or a hundred years, change what is important to you? Do not fear death. The anxiety that came with the sudden realization of the shortness of the remainder of your life is not from the prospect of death. The anxiety is from not knowing whether you are making the most of your time while you are here. Are you missing out? Are you wasting your precious time? These are uncertainties, and only uncertain things cause anxiety. Death is a sure thing. It is simply a matter of time, not if. To fear something that is assured to happen is ludicrous and a self-inflicted punishment. You will die. This will happen. You have no choice over this, as death is a universal law for all life. What you can do, however, is use that knowledge of death and impermanence to better live your life today. Do not fear death. Quite the opposite. Remember that you are dying every day. So use that to motivate you 
to live a full life while you have it. The Stoic lived by this mantra and embodied it in two words, memento mori, remember death, remember impermanence. That was Pablo throwing away his, uh, his little bowl. Eh, you agree? <laughs> Sharing a little bit of my personal life here, guys. I'm in my living room. Uh, this whole thing is supposed to be intimate, me sharing it with the few of you that's an Anderson Nation. Small group, but we're a tight group. Okay, Pablo, you want to give me some silence here? Thanks. Pablo's my guinea pig. Uh, where were we? <clears throat> yes. The Stoics lived by this mantra and embodied it in two words. Memento mori. Remember death. Remember impermanence. Reminding yourself of this inescapable and unavoidable truth regularly will help you immediately see what is important and truly merits your time, and what is trivial and does not deserve to tax your precious time. Research shows that mammals have an average set of number of heartbeats for their lifetimes. Giraffes average about 680 million heartbeats in their lifetime. Rabbits, about 970 million. Monkeys, about 1.5 billion heartbeats. And as humans, well, we get about 2.2 billion heartbeats. For humans, however, with the advent of modern medicine, we can push the general estimate to about 3 billion heartbeats, let's say. Stop for a moment, close your eyes, and listen to your heart beating. Each beat brings you closer to the end. Tick-tock. Tick-tock. Never forget this and let this motivate you to live a better life today and for the rest of your days. The day you die is not death. Every day is death. Every day is another day gone by that you will not get back. The day you die is simply the last death. But every day is death. The past is gone. You can learn from it but there is no option to change any of it. The future holds a script for you, which you do not yet know and cannot possibly know, or control or change. So do not live in the memories of the past or the hopes of the future. You are dying right now in this present moment. This is a fact. And so live as if you are dying right now in this present moment. Use this freeing reality to unburden yourself from the trivial matters in life that you used to worry about. See things in a proper perspective, what truly is important and what is not, and live every day as opposed to living in memories and hopes. Live right now. Quote, Life is very short and anxious for those who forget the past, neglect the present, and fear the future. Lucius Annius Seneca. That's the end of that chapter, my friends. I will see you at the next episode for episode six. No, chapter six, episode whatever. Stoicism for a better life where we're definitely not professionals. <laughs> uh, you guys have a good one. I'm always rooting for you. And don't forget to answer those Q&As. It's one of the upcoming episodes. Take care, y'all. <laughs>